Okay, ladies, so this week we are diving into a more sensitive topic. We are talking about pelvic pain, and this can show up in so many ways, as we'll dive into in the episode. Um, But if you're someone who has suffered or struggled, or maybe you're just starting to have some symptoms of pelvic pain, maybe sitting is uncomfortable, maybe intercourse is becoming uncomfortable, maybe you're just starting to feel like you're getting a UTI all the time, maybe you're testing negative for that UTI and you really don't know why things are going on. Today's episode is for you, okay? We are diving into all of the different factors that can be at play for causing your pelvic pain and a few things you can do about it, but next week's episode is going to be more on all the tools you can use. This week, I really just want you guys to really digest and see how whole body and multi-system this condition can be in these conditions. There's so many different types of conditions in this episode, as we'll we'll see. Um, But just start digesting some of that. And I really hope that today's episode helps shine some light on some of the things that are playing a role in your pain and give you some ideas that you can start doing to heal that pelvic floor pain today. Hey, I'm your host, Dr. Desiree Cassell. I'm an orthopedic and pelvic floor physical therapist specializing in women's health, aka pelvic floor. I'm a wife, mom of three, foodie, lover of all things movement and nature, and I'm super passionate about educating, empowering, and supporting other women like you to find and maintain balance throughout all aspects of their lives without pain, pressure, or peeing their pants. And this is the Balanced Momtality Podcast, where we will talk about all things pelvic floor, your core, and optimizing your pregnancy, birth, and postpartum recovery providing you with the knowledge and tools so that you can feel like the strong, playful, and happy mom that you and your family deserve. Now let's get you out of those pads and back to loving movement. Fill up your water, pop in those AirPods, roll out your mat, and let's connect. Before we start today's episode, just a quick disclaimer that anything mentioned in this podcast is not meant to treat or diagnose any medical conditions. If you have any questions or concerns about your healthcare needs, please seek the care of your medical provider. This is also a safe space where we will be talking about very sensitive but important topics, such as issues with peeing and pooping, relationships, and even sex. So if you have littles around, probably a good idea to pop those AirPods in. But otherwise, I hope you enjoy today's episode. All right, ladies, this week we are diving into pelvic pain, which is something that I see all the time. And I have to say that before I started doing any type of pelvic floor therapy or women's health, I really didn't realize the prevalence of pelvic pain and I think, you know, as I look back at my own journey of becoming a pelvic floor PT and finding my passion with this field and this specialty, pelvic pain has played, ugh, pelvic pain has played a big role in that because I can't tell you how rewarding it is to help a woman who comes to me with you know, and in pelvic pain, we'll dive into it a lot more here in, in a bit about how it can show up because it can show up in so many different ways. But, you know, for example, getting these women in here who, 
you know, maybe they can't sit. They're having such bad pain sitting. They can't sit in the car for even a short car ride, especially a long car ride, you know, or especially these women who haven't had any sex or intercourse with their partners in some of them years, like five to 10 years, which is so sad. And obviously as a physical therapist and someone who loves to help people, it's always a rewarding job. I got into this so that I could help people and, you know, have that big reward with getting people back to loving what they love to do, like doing what they love to do. And it can be, and it is so amazing to help, you know, the ACL repair, get back to running and playing their favorite sport again. But there's a different level of reward and just quality of life that I'm helping these women find again with, you know, basic, basic things that we really take for granted, like sitting or being intimate with our partners or, you know, even just being able to go to the bathroom without pain. These women are having, you know, constipation or really bad bladder pain or irritable bladder where they're going all the time. So they're avoiding doing anything because they feel like they're always in the bathroom. And especially if there's no bathroom nearby, forget it. They're not going to go. And it's just really been so rewarding to see these women go from places of such limited function, such low quality of life, feeling stuck because at this point they're coming to see me very, you know, sadly way too late, way, way too late. If you are having any type of pelvic pain, guys, go get help immediately. This is not something to wait on because it only gets worse. It is multifactorial. It is multi-system in our body as we'll dive into. And so this is just a cascade that just gets worse and worse and worse if we don't address it as soon as possible. And so unfortunately, because of the taboo in this space, maybe they felt brave enough to bring it up to their provider who maybe listened to them, maybe not. I've had a lot of women tell me they've been brushed off, you know, that I'm the only one who has actually listened to them and taken their pain seriously and didn't tell them they were crazy. But maybe the provider hopefully took their pain seriously and at least tried to do what they could do, which usually is testing, right? They're they're running tests, trying to figure it out. These tests many times come back normal. Nothing is showing up. These women are feeling hopeless. The doctors don't know what to do. I end up seeing them usually because they found me themselves, not because the providers are referring them to me. This is a big passion of mine and a big goal of mine in my own community is to educate these other medical providers in my community to know how I can help them and help their patients. Because yes, unfortunately, even your doctor, even your OB, even your midwife, even your nurse may not even be aware that pelvic PT can help you. So be an advocate for yourself. And this is a whole other episode I could go on a tangent on as you can tell um but it is just so sad because i am seeing these women years after their symptoms have started and so at this point yeah it gets to those extreme places 
But because of the taboo in this space, many women wait and wait and wait and just hope it'll get better, hope their doctor's doing everything they can to figure it out. And it's just really unfortunate because it does just make it so much longer and harder for us to resolve those symptoms once you do come in and see a pelvic floor PT. Um, And so, yeah, just really, it's such a, a passion of mine to help these women because I had never really had pelvic pain before. I didn't, I had experienced, you know, a little bit of that like lightning crotch during pregnancy and heaviness and pressure during pregnancy. But my pain showed up more like SI joint sciatic pain. Um, I more had the leaking and heaviness feeling from prolapse. And, and so the painful piece and especially like pain with intercourse is not something I was really able to relate to until a few years ago I had, you know, and this was such a short burst. It was with my most recent pregnancy for like a week. And then I put my tools, my tools to the, to the test and I got it to go away. Thank goodness. Because it was so humbling because for the short bit that I had a mild level of pelvic pain, my gosh, was it so uncomfortable and it took over my whole mental space I was so worried and concerned of why, like, why did this all of a sudden show up? And, you know, luckily it's not so much that we need to find out all the whys, but we or and that's kind of it. It's all of the whys because what, as we start to dive into all of these systems, it's hard to say chicken or the egg, what started first. In some situations we can see, oh yes, this is the timeline. We can see that this event, there was something that happened to this system and everything started to fall apart. But in many cases, it's more like oh, something's going on in this system. We need to change and this system and this system and this system. Hence why I do a very whole body holistic approach with my patients. And we are not just looking at that pelvic floor. We are looking at the entire body, every system within that body, mental, gut, urology, you know, neuromuscular system. All of these different pieces play a huge role as you'll see um, here in a second. And so... It is important to just think about all of the different pieces that we can impact that can have an effect on our pain. And so, yeah, I had that short little burst of pain. And, you know, for me, I think it was my pelvic alignment once I got that situated and worked on my tightness in my pelvic floor, which we'll talk about a little bit here. Um, it went away and I was like, Oh man, that was very humbling because that sucked. And I just feel so much for these women who are dealing with this for years and years. So in today's episode, we're just diving in. So I want you guys to really grasp today why some of these pieces that you can start looking at in your lifestyle and your body and your diet, all of these different factors that play a role for pelvic pain so that you can start to maybe tease apart and look at some of those pieces of your life that you can start changing to see if they are going to have an effect on your pelvic floor dysfunction or pain. And so first, let's kind of dive into what does this look like? Because pelvic pain is kind of a general term, right? It's just the pelvis (laughs) and the pelvis has a lot of pieces. And so we can look, you know, at certain conditions like dyspareunia, which is pain with sex or pain with penetration. This also, um, we use this term for, you know, women who have pain with, um, like penetration during, uh, wellness exams with pap smears using that, 
uh, for the tools during that exam and trauma that can happen with that, any type of insertion of tampon, you know, this is looking at pain with penetration. Then there is um, conditions like vulvodynia, vestibulodynia. These are chronic pain conditions with the vulvar tissue and the vestibular tissue within that space. Um, coccidinia is tailbone pain. Um, pubic symphysis dysfunction or SPD, which shows up a lot during pregnancy and postpartum is that pain right at that front of the pubic bone where those joints um, meet, where there's where those bones meet. Um, SI joint pain in the back where the pelvis meets that sacrum in the back, uh, lower tailbone space, that diamond bone is your sacrum. Um, hip pain even, low back pain. Uh, obviously feeling any type of pain around the rectal space, perineal space, uh, but even like in your butt, if it just feels like, oh, like my butt hurts, but it's like deep in there. I just can't even really put my finger on it. That is usually where we find its pelvic floor. But again, maybe you don't even have pelvic floor pain, but that pain is getting radiated out to your hips. You're feeling it in your hips or you're feeling it in your low back. And as we dive in with our assessment, we realize, oh, the hips are actually doing okay. The lower back's doing okay. Pelvic floor is actually where that dysfunction is showing up. And as we do in some internal palpation and assessment, we find a lot of pain within that physical muscular tissue. So this can look like a lot of different things, you know, especially if you're having pain with voiding, whether it's voiding urine, voiding stool, or even gas, you know, if you're having pain or your or sensitivity, you're feeling like you have that irritable bladder, like interstitial cystitis, cystitis, <laughs> um, getting tongue tied today. And so this can look like anything in that pelvic region. <laughs> and this is what makes it so complicated because there are so many systems within that pelvic bowl you know we've got the the GI system with the colon and the rectum and the whole gut we've got you know more of the gynecology system with the the uterus and your cervix and our cycle and you know what's going on with that system we have the bladder and the urinary tract and the kidneys all of these autonomic pieces play a huge role but we also don't want to forget about the muscular and that neuromuscular skeletal system that is holding everything in that space. And I think this is what where there's such a disconnect between like the pelvic health place and that pelvic floor world and the rest of the medical field and kind of the OB primary care provider side of things because they're doing the best they can to rule out conditions typically in their area of expertise, right? And so um, many times, unfortunately, that muscular system can be forgotten and left out. And this isn't to say that those other systems don't play a huge role and can be the cause of pelvic pain because in many times they are, but in many times it's vice versa in that neuromuscular system is causing some of those other like bladder symptoms or menstrual cramp symptoms or constipation symptoms. And so it is just so important to treat the whole system and all of the systems and at least look at all of these systems. And so enough about all of the systems. <laughs> well, actually, we're going to dive into all the systems. So those are more of the how that can show up for you, right? The different types of pain and what that can look like. But um, in terms of, you know, 
why? Why is that pain showing up? What's causing this pain? And this is where I want you to kind of just, you know, if you need to listen to this a couple times just to digest it and then listen to it to really kind of maybe jot some ideas down of things that really trick um, resonate with you that you might be doing that could be playing into your pelvic pain or pain with intercourse or, you know, all of the types of pains we just discussed. Um, so with that, you know, obviously when we think of pelvic floor pain, we, well, we, me as a pelvic floor PT, think of that neuromuscular system. And so that is really that first place we want to make sure that we are clearing of any of that dysfunction because it can be things like nerve restriction. This could be happening up in the low back or even anywhere along the spine, but especially down in that pelvic bowl, you know, any type of nerve restriction going on through there. And this could even be because of tight nerves and or tight muscles in the pelvic floor pinching on a nerve and restricting its mobility. So both with that nerve mobility, but also the soft tissue mobility of the fascia and the muscles and the connective tissue, we need to make sure that it has nice flexibility and isn't pinching or adhering and sticking to things that it shouldn't. Um, and so, yeah, we kind of screen that neuromuscular system looking for trigger points in that soft tissue. We always assess that pelvic alignment because if things are off or not moving as they should, then yeah, that's again going to kind of yank on things and especially that nervous system. Because again, when we think of pain, guys, it is the nervous system. Pain is coming from your brain, coming from your nervous system. And so the nervous system is always at play when we're talking about pain and really anything in the body, right? Because it controls everything in the body on so many different levels, consciously, subconsciously. And we have to make sure that we are taking that into play. But on that very physical level, everything needs to be able to move. And if things are getting restricted or yanked on, those nerves are going to send that sensation, we're not safe, something's wrong, and it's going to start giving you pain. And this is the very, very basics of all of this, guys, and I am not being all inclusive. This list is so long, but I just want to include the main things that I see that contribute to um, these types of pelvic floor dysfunction and pelvic pain. So we do check that pelvic alignment, um, and yes, any of that... Um, uh, nervous system mobility or nerve mobility and really again that central nervous system and regulation so because that nervous system is what creates the pain we want to look at the nervous system as a whole how regulated is your central nervous system because all of us ride at a different level so i like to think about this kind of as like a bucket and the nervous system everybody has their bucket pre-filled with a certain amount of water. And that's your tone in your nervous system. That's how sensitive your nervous system is or not sensitive your nervous system is. And so this is where like when we see, for example, people who are really stressed, high anxiety, you know, they're very, they're usually chronic pain. They've dealt with a lot of different pain or trauma or issues through their life, maybe physical and mental, it all plays a role because the brain doesn't really know how to differentiate between different types of stress. You know, even exercise is a stress to the body. It can't really differentiate work stress, life stress, physical stress, running from a tiger going to get eaten stress. It's just like, ah, stress. 
we're going to go down that route. And unfortunately, this just causes so much havoc. Um, and again, I'll talk a lot more about that on another episode. But we just want to think about that because if you're always writing at a place of high anxiety or stress, think of your bucket is almost full. And so maybe you don't even really have many physical pain symptoms, but you're pretty high strung. And then one little thing, one little thing, maybe it's just pregnancy, right? Just tips that bucket over. Maybe you sprained your ankle for the millionth time on top of all of these other things going on in your body. And so that was enough stress to tip the bucket over. And so we're just looking at you know, that chronic pain is, oh, I'm so sensitive. Every little thing is setting me off versus that person that's a lot more mellow and just calm in their body and their bucket is a little, just a little full. And so, yeah, they can handle the gluten that irritates most, some people's body. They can handle a heavy stressed day without having pain show up. They can handle, you know, all of these things showing up in their lives without it causing this whole body pain or intense pain in their body. And so we do definitely need to look at that nervous system piece and calming that down. Now, and again, this goes into the, that mental side of it and that more nervous system piece because with people that are a little more high strung and have their bucket a little more full, this is where we do find a lot more increased tone physically in that pelvic floor muscle. Things are just overall generally tight and in a clenched position. And this can be a huge cause. Sometimes it's the only thing that's causing your pelvic pain is that you're mentally stressed or not processing through trauma or some crazy event that's recently happened and you don't even realize that you're constantly clenching that pelvic floor muscle. And so when we go and feel, it's just locked up. And as you begin to work through that trauma and get that mental side to calm down and you physically connect with that pelvic floor to help it let go and release and feel what it feels like to contract and engage and just bring that awareness throughout your day of, you know, especially if you're stressed externally and you're noticing those signs, maybe you're snapping on your kids or your partner or you're just extra fidgety or you're just thinking of, oh my gosh, today is too much. Check in, do a full body check, excuse me, head to toe, really scan your body. Where do you feel tension? Maybe your forehead scrunched, maybe you're clenching your jaw. You guys, the jawline, the fascial line from your jaw connects to the pelvic floor. You jaw clenchers, TMJ pain people, you are directly correlated into that pelvic pain tightness um, side of things. So really check in on some of those external symptoms that we can see. And I want you to really connect with that pelvic floor piece at the same time and just release it and let it go. Because it is a very subconscious thing that most women with pelvic pain are doing without even realizing it. And so um, just again, watching that clenching, that stress, you know, again, the pelvic floor is a space that because of all of these autonomic, these autonomic processes that are happening right in that bowl, you know, with the bladder and the rectum and the uterus and all these things that have to happen without us thinking about it, the pelvic floor is so deeply connected with that autonomic side of the nervous system because of all of those connections that it is responding 
a lot when you're not even really thinking about it. And it also holds memory. And this goes for the whole body, but the pelvic floor really does hold on to trauma and memory. And so things like birth, you guys, and I've talked about this in other episodes, even if you have, you know, exactly how you want to go, that birth, it seems beautiful and great. It's still a trauma to the body. The body's still like, holy crap, what did we just do? And it's going to be like, ooh, and tighten up in many cases, especially if it didn't go as you want, especially if things were scary. Maybe baby's heart rate was dropping and it got really intense really quickly. And maybe you had an emergency C-section. You know, there's so many things in birth that can make this space just hold on to a ton of that trauma because let's face it mom has to go on through her day and now take care of another human being so we're not processing any of that the pelvic floor is just holding it and this is why you might see pain with sex afterwards many women just think it's because of the physical act of birth and tearing things that causes pain which yes again any of that creates scar tissue and sensitivity and again think of that brain going wow we tore so this is going to be a space we protect So I'm going to put some painful stimuli there to make sure we remember that we need to take care of this space. And unfortunately, it can just be that, you know, catch 22 where now we avoid that space, which makes the brain even go, yep, see, something's wrong. We got to protect it. And we just kind of disconnect from it. But even things like sexual trauma or, you know, even if you had like a very religious upbringing and there's a lot of shame around that area, so you just disconnect from it. Maybe you just had a really rough childhood that had nothing to do with your pelvis or any sexual abuse or anything like that. But maybe there was some emotional abuse or some neglect or you just had some rough things that you've never processed before. The pelvic floor can hold on to all of this. And I have felt it physically with my finger, these muscles just release and bring up these moments in this person's body where now all of a sudden this thought is in their head and they don't know why and we process through it. Maybe they start crying and they don't really know why because the body is releasing that trauma. And I will do a whole episode on this, but um, just really think about Do you have any of that trauma of any sort? And as you do some of, especially the physical work with the pelvic floor space, if any of these, anything negative, and even maybe not negative, if anything pops up in your brain while you're doing that physical work on your body, be aware of it, listen to it, observe it, acknowledge it. Why is it there? Maybe you don't even really have to find out why. Just say, I hear you. I see you. We are healing. We are okay. You know, really it's about just making the body feel safe. And so again, even like wellness exams cause trauma. I have unfortunately many women come to me so apprehensive of that internal exam because the last exam they got from their provider was so painful and traumatizing that now every time they even go to insert a tampon, it's really painful. And so just all of these things can make that muscle just clamp up and not want to deal with any of that. But this is that very just neuromuscular system, right? We've talked about the nerves, the muscles, that central nervous system, but even pieces like the gynecological system with things we can't really control um, out, you know, it's beyond my scope, but that we always have to be addressing. And this is where it is important for providers to be 
communicating and also telling patients to advocate for themselves and seek other providers if they need to make sure that every system is being addressed because we see things like PCOS, endometriosis, adenomyosis, you know, fibroids, STDs, all of these, you know, more gynecological things definitely play a role in what's happening with the pelvic floor. Because again, if anything is inflamed or angry or irritated or, um, you know, and especially if there's any type of infections like yeast infections, the pelvic floor feels all of that inflammation and it can cause it to, again, tighten up in a way to protect because it's sensing that something isn't right. And so especially you know, endometriosis think conditions like this that go beyond that uterus. Endometriosis, again, whole other episode on that later, but is more where that, you know, internal tissue is leaving that uterine space and moving out elsewhere in the body. And it can create these sticky adhesions and make it so that other systems like your gut don't work. You know, I had a patient where unfortunately this was connecting some um, nerve roots in her back and she had really bad SI joint pain we just could not get rid of until she got the appropriate procedures to actually um, take apart those adhesions and remove any of that. And so we need to look at all of these things. Um, and so, you know, even like abdominal pelvic procedures like hysterectomies or C-sections or any other type of even um, just little, those little laparoscopic procedures where they go in, any of these procedures create scar tissue and also are just changing the system. And it's again, kind of a trauma to the body. And so there are many reasons why procedures can affect um, pelvic floor stuff, but it's really unfortunate that it's not an automatic referral to PT. Because again, if you get an ACL repair, what is your orthopedic surgeon doing if they're a good one? They're referring you to PT two to three times a week for six to eight weeks. And yet for some reason, after a hysterectomy or after, you know, you get a little laparoscopic procedure done, they're not telling you anything about how like for PT or going to get rehab. And I just cannot grasp why, because muscles got cut through, you know, there's going to be scar tissue there. Now things aren't going to be engaging and strengthening the way we want. Muscle patterns are going to start becoming, you know, these compensations because of this weakness. And it's just a cascade. So be an advocate for yourself. If you have or are going to get any type of abdominal or pelvic procedure and go see a pelvic floor PT, because we need to get on these things ASAP. Or this is when you come in 10 years later, you have pain with intercourse, you can barely sit, you have trouble with your bowel movements. And oh, yeah, five to 10 years ago, I had a hysterectomy, things started to get a little worse. Right after that, I started to have a little leaking. I started to feel this and things. We put that timeline together. So don't let that be you. Go see a pelvic floor PT. But beyond that, you know, even the GI stuff. So I mentioned constipation. Constipation is a huge factor in pelvic pain. So again, think of just even the physical weight that's backing up on that system. But even that inflammation that it brings to the gut and you know, this is where, again, very vice versa, right? Maybe the pelvic floor is so tight, you're having a hard time relaxing and opening that sphincter to let those bowel movements come through. And so now you have a tight hole and you're trying to push 
things through that. And all of that pressure of pushing can now create hemorrhoids and make that space even smaller. Things like anal fissures, you know, IBS, colitis, diverticulitis, appendicitis, even really anything that's that itis or inflammation in the gut can really affect the pelvic floor space. So even with the bladder and that more urology side, kidney infections, UTIs, interstitial cystitis or irritable bladder, these are all factors that can affect the pelvic floor. So as we look at healing the pelvic floor, again, just remember that so many systems are at play. And, you know, going back to even just the neuromuscular system, it gets so complicated even just with that because maybe it's your foot strength and your arch. Maybe it's the clenching in your jaw with TMJ or lack of uh, mobility through your spine, which is impacting your posture, which is changing the pressure down on your pelvic floor and the tension in your pelvic floor. So, so many things can be at play for why, but I want you to just take today's episode, digest it a little bit and just start to think about, you know, all of these systems and things that can be impacting that. I would say the first things to start with are just working on that stress management and that awareness of whether you're clenching or relaxing that muscle, again, especially if you're stressed. But, you know, and and then probably the next biggest thing and other system I would attack is constipation. So if you deal with any, maybe, maybe it's the other side, maybe you have more diarrhea, but that gut piece is huge for how the pelvic floor functions. So usually we attack that diet and get constipation and bowel movements more regular, making sure you're having enough fiber, probiotic, water, movement, all of those just basic things you guys can make such a huge difference. And talking about basic things, sleep, sleep and water, huge, huge, huge. If you are not getting appropriate sleep or enough water, then your pelvic floor and your whole body is going to suffer because this is when our body heals And also the water piece is when, you know, and it's hard, especially if you have like irritable bladder, right? Where you're already going to the bathroom all the time. People avoid drinking fluid. And this is just such, again, a disservice because if we think about a muscle, it needs to be very flexible and able to contract and relax. And if we're dehydrated, you can think about that muscle as like a dried out rope. It's not going to be nearly as flexible and it'll probably be kind of tight and stiff and unable to function for you. And the bladder likes water and we need water in our body. So again, another episode for another day, but just for today, start observing some of these pieces in your life and how you can maybe start tackling this. And I am always here for you for support. If you need help troubleshooting some of this, go over to the Balanced Mentalities Wellness and Support Group on Facebook so we can help you out there. And also let's set up a coaching call for you and let's really dive into your specific issues and start healing all of these systems so that you don't have to deal with pain anymore. Because girl, I cannot imagine how hard that's been going through your day-to-day dealing with this pelvic pain and just wondering why, why is it here? That creates a lot of stress, which is not going to help your pelvic floor issues. So don't wait any longer. Go see a pelvic floor PT, get that internal assessment so you can figure out what pieces are going on in your pelvic floor. What can you get help with today to start healing your pelvic floor? So I hope you enjoyed today's episode. I look forward to chatting with you next week about more things that you can do and actually 
tools to start healing your pelvic floor pain. So if you are someone who deals with any type of pelvic pain, make sure that you stay tuned next week so we can dive into more tools and tips to help you start to heal and begin that journey. Well, that's it for today's episode. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. And I want to thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy day. I know you've got so many other important things going on, but I hope it was helpful and you leave here with some tools to help you in your healing journey. And I just want to ask you if you have found this helpful to please leave a review on iTunes. Scroll down to the bottom of my podcast page and leave that five-star review so it can help other women see this information. And also, if you want to be a part of my community of amazing women trying to balance all the things, great tips and insight and sharing stories and just motivating each other along the way, feel free to join my Facebook group, The Balanced Mentality Wellness and Support. I hope to see you here next time on The Balanced Mentality Podcast.